0: Do you love super steamy romances about single dad chefs, a secret OnlyFans account, found families, and agonizingly lusty forced proximity? Well, stay tuned for a new contemporary rom-com that's extra spicy. Swoon Squad. Welcome, welcome, welcome to While You Were Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, USA Today bestselling romantic comedy author Lisa Daly. So today on While You Are Reading, we are going to be talking with Lana Ferguson. She is a debut romance author and a sex-positive nerd whose work never shies away from spice or sass. Her debut rom-com, The Nanny, is on sale right now and is available everywhere. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome, Lana Ferguson, author of the nanny i am super excited to have you on i just finished this book on my vacation reading it by the pool super stevie uh welcome lana hi thanks for having me (laughs) thank you so much for being here so i have to tell you so this is your debut novel is that right yes yes so very funny very spicy like very, very, very
1: spicy. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going for. So that's great to hear.
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was delightful. And here's the thing. I initially, when I, when I was first pitched this book by your publisher, Penguin, who happens to be my publisher also, when they initially told me about the book, I was not sure if I was going to like it because <laughs> of the... Uh, only fans they're like oh is this my speed or not it was supposed to be really steamy it is very steamy but I absolutely loved it so before we get started why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot of the nanny give us a little info on the setup
1: sure okay so the nanny was my attempt at a second chance romance but with a modern twist um Mm -hmm got Cassie, a grad student, in need of a job after falling victim to downsizing. And, you know, with school bills and living expenses, she needs one fast. Um, We learned early on that she did used to make content on OnlyFans, but it's clear that because of something that happened during that time, she's unwilling to go back to it. Uh, Her solution comes in the form of a live-in nanny job that seems like the only answer or the answer to all of her problems. (laughs) Um, But but of course, you know... um, I lost my place on the side. Oh no, no, it's okay. Right. Like, she takes this nanny job,
0: which you yes. said that it's not it's not like it's a job where you're like, oh no, I have to take
1: the nanny job. She's like, Oh, it pays a ton of money. That's and it has to pay. It's right in the line of work that she, you know, is already going to school to do, um, to right. work with kids. So um, and it seems like it's gonna be like the answer to all of her problems until you know she meets the dad who is a hot chef single dad named Aiden Uh, there's tension between the two from the get-go but because of their circumstances they're obviously determined to ignore it which gets especially hard pun intended to do when (laughs) she realized that Aiden is actually a past subscriber not a spoiler it says on the cover he's her biggest only fan and you know Not just a past subscriber, he's the one that got away, the one she got too close to and just before he disappeared, right before their plans to meet up. Um, So you can kind of imagine from there what sort of shenanigans would ensue from that scenario. There are a lot of shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans.
0: (laughs) There are a lot, a lot, a lot of shenanigans in the book. They're good, though. They're all very good shenanigans. And you are just funny as hell. Oh, my gosh. Like. (laughs) It was really, it was just so surprising because there are a lot, you know, romantic comedies are really hot right now. There are a lot of attempts to be funny and a lot of times they fall flat. You are like seriously hilarious. Yeah. So I i really love that. So I have to ask you a question. There's a great quote in the book, but damn, if those sweatpants aren't distracting. <laughs> so here's my question for you. Okay. right what which is really funny I will tell you this story I the when I read that again I was by the pool on vacation I instantly sent a text like with a picture of the page to my significant other who like who did not believe me when I initially told them like how much the ladies myself included love the sweatpants and so now every time I find sweatpants in a rom-com I am like, see, see, it's not just me. So I sent this text off to
1: him. So what I'd like to know is why do you think the ladies are such fans of the sweatpants? Okay, but I think there's a science behind this. Um, Let's see. They're normally gray. Gray is a very light color. It casts shadows Uh where there's like a little bit of crevices and ridges. Um, And, you know, they're wearing the sweatpants. They're normally in a comforting, like a comfortable setting. So they're Mm -hmm. a lot. I I think it's a big thing, like where they just, that's all they wear. Like, I don't think they're, a lot of them are not putting stuff on underneath those things. I'm aware. I think that's true. Or if. Yeah, it's or a, if they are you know, it's okay. The, yeah. the view is still lovely. Sure, sure. It's about accentuation of their essence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what it is. I I think that's it. He was very.
0: I will say he was very surprised when I initially told him that the ladies love the It's sweats. a
1: phenomenon. The gray sweatpants. The minute anyone, if you say it around a woman within like a five mile radius, they they get it. They're all like the girlies yeah. that know get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's absolutely the
0: truth. Absolutely the truth. So Cassie is a pretty sex positive character. And as you mentioned earlier, she had previously done content on OnlyFans and now she's stopped uh, in the book, like by the time the book starts, it stopped. I will say too, I love the flashbacks. I would not have thought that I would have, but I loved the all throughout the book, there are these sort of flashbacks to her communications and kind of some of the things that she does on OnlyFans. And I I was really surprised, but I really, lo- I don't know why it surprised me. It's smut. I loved it. Um, but I, I really did like that part. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Here's what I want to know. A lot of authors, I think, are going to be nervous to jump in with a heroine who's a former cam girl and a hero who has paid to watch or formerly paid to watch. So were you worried as you were writing this book about, you know, there's a stigma to that. Were you like, a lot of authors would shy away from it. And I love the fact that you were like going for it. Like, like like, I'm in it. So Um, yeah. So how
1: did, did, were you worried about that? So I, I was not really worried at all about writing just in general, like this kind of heroin, what I was worried about was misrepresentation. Um, you know, I would hate to speak for you know a group of people that I am obviously not part of myself. But I, I I knew that I wanted that opportunity to to try and you know push back against that stigma because mm-hmm. these are just people. They're just like you and me going to their right. job. The job. That's all it is. Like you know, it's, right. it's about body autonomy. It's about like owning your sexuality and how y- y- you present yourself, um, and doing what you want with your body. Exactly. Like, I mean, we, we fight for women's rights and body autonomy in every other aspect, but yet there's still a stigma on, in this area, like what we're like, what they are allowed to do with their own body. Um, it's somehow perceived as you know, something negative still. Or what they, right. Or what they like or what turns them on. I think that is
0: one of the best things about romance is that it is continually pushing those boundaries and creating, you know, worlds where all different kinds of people can, you know, really find romance in a way that, You know, that works for them that suits them, so I'm just I just appreciate the fact that you took a really big swing right out of the gate. So, that's what they they say, absolutely, absolutely. So, another question you said this is not a world that you're part of. How did you research uh Cassie's OnlyFans experience?
1: Okay, I should clarify (laughs) when I say I'm not a part of it, I mean, I'm not a content creator, I am a subscriber. I, I subscribed to several channels, so I knew the ins and outs of how the channel worked. (laughs) All right. Like what you like. That's right. That's right. All right. That's awesome.
0: Okay. So there, this is going to be the only time you get this question in an interview. No, it's not a bad one. You're going to, okay. You have at least one. And I think possibly two Taylor Swift references in the book. Yay. You. Okay. Mm. So a couple of
1: questions first, what's your favorite song? Oh my god! How are you going to ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct. That is the correct answer. Right? Oh my
0: that's, gosh. that's a correct answer for a true Swifty. You can't pick just one.
1: It is. Hard. I feel like if I had to pick which one I listened to the most, though, no. I would probably pick "Evermore." I don't know what about that song. Uh... Like when. Oh, when he when his voice like joins in with hers, like I feel so much. I, that song makes I me want to cry every single time. It's just there's so much oh Ugh, she's such a genius. Right. <laughs>
0: I love, I love, I absolutely love that song. There are many, many songs that I love. Weirdly I mean, I love enough, yeah. like, i where you asked me to pick <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I couldn't do it. It was, t- it's a totally terrible question. You could never pick this one. I love, I love Evermore. I love, I love No Body No Crime, which is oh my kind God. of an,
1: with Heim, so I'm already like a Haim fan. Like I was on their channel their debut album, like this kick-ass, like girls power band. of mm-hmm. like so when I heard that they were doing a song together, I I, I basically lost my mind. I was feral, like, for that. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was, I, yeah, that's, like, one of my favorites. And then my other, one of my other favorite songs, weirdly enough, is Mean. And um, when, I know, right? When my um, my daughter and I went to go see the Eras tour, which I'm, is the next thing I'm going to ask you about, that was, like, our, uh, the song that they played, like, that was our, like, special one night in Tampa song
1: I mean, um, for every weird girl that's ever had like that weird phase mean is like an anthem like yeah <laughs> right or a breakup I
0: feel like that's like yeah, the perfect yeah, like yeah. that's right exactly like after a breakup that a lot of times that that like you connect that way but a, but there are so many layers like many Taylor Swift songs
1: so many layers to that song like, I'm convinced she's not human I know
0: I know. I'm also grateful that she broke up with Maddie, but we're not going to talk about
1: that. Don't going to be here all
0: day. Uh, exactly. So, um, so did you have? Did you have a chance to go to the Eras tour? Do you have plans to go? I need tickets are like. I
1: went. Not only did I go, so I made one frivolous purchase when I got a book deal, and that was <sighs> I spent as much as that woman will let me allow. I was on a, I was in the front row. What? I was, I was close enough that she could have spit on me and i wanted Aww. her to she was so gorgeous <laughs> i it was like an like just an out-of-body experience i uh oh, it's
0: magic and, seriously best concert i've ever been to in my life I'm so okay like, the, go ahead
1: I'm I'm just, <laughs> shut me up i'll keep i'll keep gushing about her i have one more question
0: about taylor swift and then we're moving back to your book and that <laughs> is what did you wear as well It's kind of a two-part question did you wear a special outfit and if you did what song slash album were you representing okay
1: so i was definitely in my lover area i think Mm, um, because i wore an all rainbow sequin (gasps) so when i moved the light caught me and i just was like swishing swishing so hard when she was on stage i'm like please notice me (laughs)
0: that is awesome that is absolutely completely awesome i uh my uh daughter and i made a dress for me that was completely bejeweled in the bodice bejeweled was my was my song and um, yeah oh my god it was amazing so if you are if you're listening and not watching this on youtube guys if you want to see a picture i'm going to drop it in right here Good news, Swoon Squad. If you love steamy hockey romantic comedies, you will be very happy to know that The Cutting Edge by yours truly, Lisa Daly, is in stores now. The Cutting Edge is a laugh out loud hockey romantic comedy perfect for fans of Helena Hunting and Pippa Grant. So let me tell you a little about the book. Logan Rivers is a star hockey player for the NHL team, the St. Pete Slashers, and he is in a slump. He hasn't scored in three games, and it is starting to freak him out. Enter Coco, who strikes a deal with an assistant coach to be Logan's lucky charm to pay off her training expenses as an Olympic figure skater. Everything's looking up for both of them and she's almost got her debt paid off. The slashers are on a winning streak. There's only one problem. She doesn't know how to tell Logan she's been lying to him the whole time. If she can just keep her secret until the playoffs are over. Dun, dun, dun. the cutting edge is in stores now okay so let's let's go a little further along one of the things that I noticed that sort of stuck out okay you have two things you have a great character whose name just escaped me the neighbor um Wanda. yes loved, loved Wanda. <laughs> I loved Wanda I I too Like, have a space for an octogenarian in literally every book I've ever written. I love that. I love, like, I love old lady weird, funky old lady Yodas. I
1: just like live so much life and they have so much to offer. If we just like take the chance, right? Like, most of like your first instinct is like, "Ah, I don't listen to some old lady, but you know what I mean? Like. They
0: know everything. They do know everything. And they have zero fucks to give. And so, right, they will tell you. Exactly. They will tell you exactly, exactly what it is. So this is an odd question, but I got a vibe when I was reading the book and possibly the acknowledgments. Your grandmother, how much of an influence did she have in you ultimately Uh, becoming an author?
1: Oh, Well, I thought you were going somewhere else with that,
0: (laughs) (laughs) or your sex life. Who knows? Whatever.
1: Well, you know, honestly, both. Let's say (laughs) because she, uh, because I definitely stole (laughs) romance novels off her shelf um, as a young teen. So that was like my first. Like toe in the water, I, and they just got grosser and grosser over <laughs> the years. Like you know, looking back, like the first few ones I read, I thought were so scandalous, like like Catherine Coulter and, and, mm-hmm. and Jude Devereaux. And now I look back and I was like, oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of romance
0: authors started that way, pulling those books off the shelves of our grandmother's, you know, house or mom or aunt or whatever. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. She or we started with Judy Bloom. She still
1: has the exact same shelf. Um, she hasn't separated into two. She's like, these are the ones that I haven't read yet, and these are the ones that I'm gonna read. And she she when I got to put my book on her shelf and it was just like a cry moment. Oh, it
0: had to be. My you know it's so funny that I think no matter what, I would have become an author. No, like, no matter what happened, like, it's just always been kind of the thing for me. I've always been a writer. But my grandmother always wanted a writer in the family, always wanted an author in the family. That seemed like the greatest thing that you could ever be in. Of all your career choices, being an author was the best, according to my grandmother. And this was so known to me and all of my family, like my mom, my aunts. And I felt that even though she passed when I was like eight or nine, I felt so much pride in having published my first book for my grandmother and I and I'm wondering if you felt something really similar just because your grandmother clearly has such a love for romance
1: sure no when I got to bring her her copy and like sign it for her it was like I said tears were shed for sure like probably between both of us but she's she's amazing she's just always like It doesn't matter what I'm doing like My stuff is definitely too spicy for her. I will say that. She's still reading Jude Devereaux, but, but it doesn't matter. She still buy it. She's, she still reads them. She just, she has a lot to say. She, she insists I don't need to use the F word as much as I do. She said it would be just fine without it. And I'm like, mm. I don't think it would. <laughs> I don't know if you could pull off the nanny. I was like, uh, if I took out all the F words and the C words, that would take that would 50 pages out of the book. That was just going to say,
0: you never make your word count. Um, word. Exactly. Okay, so let's move on to our next segment, which we affectionately call What We Were Reading. In this segment, I'm going to recommend a book for you, and you are going to recommend a book for me. So would you like to go first or second?
1: Uh, I can go first. Um- okay. Okay. I actually, I got to do a podcast recently with Rachel Lynn Solomon. So, I oh, love city, her. She, she's a doll. Like she was cute and sweet, and I just, mm, I want to be her friend. Um, <laughs> but the first thing that I asked my team when they pitched like the idea, I was like, um, okay, but can I get an ARC of her new book? So I got to read Business or Pleasure recently, and <sighs> I could rant about that book. For days like there was great sex positivity rap there's fantastic Mm -hmm. humor and the male lead is simultaneously bumbling and adorable but also hot and swoony like I don't know how but it's just like he goes from being like kind of awkward one minute and then the next minute he's like a total daddy and I'm I I devoured that book in one sitting basically and I let her know in the podcast she was probably blushing because (laughs) I, I gushed about it for at least two minutes straight that is awesome. All right. Well,
0: I am going to make a note and uh, and snag a copy of that book. Thank you very much for the recommendation. That sounds super, super steamy to me. Speaking of super steamy, the book that I'm recommending to you is, dun, 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 it's not a brand new book, but it's a reasonably new book. The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa, who is one of my favorite all-time authors. Love, love, love her to pieces. And she is also hilariously funny and super steamy, just like you. So I well, thought perhaps.
1: you're Those are my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> funny, and.
0: Yeah, funny and Stevie. Yes, exactly. More of that, please. So yeah, so that's my recommendation for you. Mia Sosa's The Worst Best Man. Uh, She has, um, I think she has a new release coming out. Um, Actually, I think she had a new release coming out in May, which I have not had a chance to read yet, but I love, love, love her to pieces. She's one of those auto buy folks for me. Okay, well, thank you for the book recommendation. I really appreciate it. Okay, everybody, let's talk tropes. So the nanny has some of my absolute favorite tropes. You've got the single dad. You've got somebody's got a secret. We've got some forced proximity. You've got the single dad and the nanny falling in love. And of course we have that instant family. And I love, love, love a little instant family. Will you be my book boyfriend? (laughs) So would Aiden from The Nanny make a good book boyfriend? Well, let's think about this. He can cook because the man is a chef, although he cannot make pancakes. He wears sweatpants around the house, and I think we all know that's generally a plus. He's bossy in bed, and the sex is in. On the flip side, he's a former cam girl client, but she was his first and only, and we do get the sense that his cam girl days are over. Uh, he's a little bit of a control freak. Likes things super neat, but if you're a neat Nick, you might enjoy that. He does hit on Cassie at work, but to be fair, these two are meant to be. And she's all here for it. Now, his house is all black and gray, which is, I'm sure is very elegant and stylish, but if we're going to be together, he's going to have to redecorate, because y'all know I have to have my beachy blues right but also the sex is insane so the nanny's aiden is a solid three and a half ring book boyfriend i'm your host lisa daly thank you so much for listening swoonies As is our way here on while you were reading we are giving away a copy of the nanny Woo-hoo! to a lucky winner this week and if you want to enter just go ahead and head on over to while you or you can click the link in the show notes and remember if anybody ever asks you exactly when you fell madly in love with contemporary romance you can just tell them it was while you were reading all my love till next time